This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Halton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. So who is my guest of this Friday? Well, what I can tell you is Ken D. Foster is a keynote speaker. Business strategist, best-selling author, and the host of Voices of Courage, syndicated in over 162 countries. He is a changemaker who pushes the envelope and challenges people to think differently, to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. He specializes in working with people who are committed to leveling up in their lives, maximizing their highest potential, and contributing to many, making the world a better place. Welcome to Living Fearlessly, my friend. How are you, Ken? You know, I'm doing great this morning. I'm, I'm excited uh, for the show today. I'm excited to share some uh, success strategies for the audience and see where we go. Fantastic. Well, I just wanted to say I was so jazzed for this interview because we had a lovely conversation uh, prior to today having arrived. And I just want to say I absolutely love your infectious energy. I love that you're a genuine connector. You've connected with me with all kinds of wonderful people so far. And uh, that's indicative of somebody who truly walks the talk in the realm of leadership. So I just want to say as uh, a fellow podcaster, radio show host, I really respect what it is you're doing in the space, Ken. Uh, I, that, that means a lot. Thank you so much for that, Lisa. And, and back to you. You know, I just uh, that conversation you and I had initially uh, was one where we just uh, just felt that heartfelt connection, that authenticity, that that truth, love and courage that emanates from you. So I'm well, thank uh, you. glad to connect with you and be uh, be uh, uh, a new relationship for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Ditto. Likewise, my friend. So, you know, in terms of the courage to live fearlessly, when we talk about voices of courage, let's start there. So what precipitated that and why that specifically? Because there's a million different ways you could have gone in, in the direction of in terms of your own personal branding and messaging. But why that specifically? You know, when I looked at courage, I, actually, I was reviewing my life before I wrote uh, the book, uh, The Courage to Change Everything here a few years back. And I was wondering what is it what's that thread that seems to have run through my life that's created so much success in so many areas 
that I don't see. And, and the, the answer was courage. Mm. And it's, uh, when I look back at my childhood, I look back at some of the uh, things uh, I did as a leader in my neighborhood and with the, the, the little guys that I grew up with, right? Um, I was always this courageous kid that kept, you know, certain, and of course, courage, courage without wisdom as a child can be a little dangerous, but <laughs> <laughs> it sure can, <laughs> right? I was fearless, you know, and, you know, got myself in some bang ups as a result of that. But uh, that courage I've found uh, in my life, and I think in many people's life is the bridge. It was the bridge from uh, poverty to wealth. It was the bridge from poor relationships to great relationships. It was the poor, it was the bridge for me to uh, to be an ego consciousness. To to uh, to the bridge was courage to find myself, to find who I am, who I truly am, and how I make a difference in the world. So courage was that bridge, and that's uh, that's what I write about these days. That's what I think we have not. We don't have enough courage in the world right now. See, we Bingo. have a lot of information, right, Lisa? You yes. can Google anything, but you know, we need courage and wisdom right now. And so that's the thing that I think is most important for all of us. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I love that you make reference to the word bridge. And I, I often, I parallel that, my word that I often use is conduit. So, you know, when you're talking about contrast, when you're talking about either the before who can was versus who can has chosen to show up uh, to the rest of the world as today, you know, you know, you have to look at those different things. It's not to say be stuck in the past. It's not to, uh, you know, suggest that people need to dwell on things and, and, you know, you have to relinquish things that are no longer in your control. Um, but I think people who have truly evolved, people who have truly awakened, people who are conscientious would always be mindful of, okay, what what does need to be the bridge? What do I need to bridge? And and to get from point A to point B, I have to step over. I have to cross over. So what were some of those pivotal, cathartic uh, moments that perhaps showed up for you in your life where it was non-negotiable for you, Ken? No, I'm going to walk that bridge and I am going to cross over and I am going to set myself on the trajectory of where it is I say I want to go. Well, it was 1992, and I was living in Sacramento, California. I was making good money. I was uh, running a financial service industry. I had uh, 25 brokers under me. We were doing a $200 million a year in sales, and um, I was unhappy. I was mm -hmm. miserable. I was. Uh, didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I didn't want to do what I was doing. And uh, I was in therapy at the time, and I went into this wise doctor you know, once a week, and I started hearing this little voice in my head. So I went to the doctor that day, and I said, Doc, I'm hearing this voice, and the voice says, I've got to feel the pain to make the change. Mm. And he listened to me, and he thought about it for a second, and he, he said to me, Ken, I can't do anything more for you. You need to follow that voice. Beautiful. And as I walked out of his office going, is he crazy or am I crazy? <laughs> I, I've been hearing voices. This guy's telling me to follow that voice. Well, that was the voice of courage. That was the voice of truth. And uh, I didn't see him again, but I did follow that voice. And that voice 
led me on a uh, spiritual path to get to know myself, to know who I am, what I'm about. Uh, it's the voice that leads me uh, to this day in all I do. And, you know, it, it is the voice of courage. Remember, you know, courage comes from the Latin word cur, which means to speak one's heart. Mm -hmm. And so when we're listening to that inner voice of wisdom, we're speaking our heart, we're speaking our truth, and we can start to hear that truth. So that's where it started for me. And, and I have to tell you, it was not an easy road. You know, mm -hmm. it, uh, I, I let go of that business in, in the financial services after I listened to that voice. I just let it go. I, for two years, learned how to meditate. I started reading again. I started exercising again. I, uh, you know, I just started following that voice. And it led me back uh, to San Diego where, I, uh, where my family was, my ex-wife was, my children were. You know, a lot of things happened, but it wasn't easy, you know, mm -hmm. it, uh, but it was great. <laughs> so. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, you said a lot of things that I want to unpack and extrapolate for the benefit of the listening audience and the podcast subscribers. So, you know, you are you and I are so synergistically aligned, and there's no coincidence to that. I truly believe Vibe Attracts Tribe. We're speaking the same language of yumminess here, and you know, so I oftentimes preface in every vehicle platform I can that's afforded to me to really talk about the imperativeness and the profoundness of what it means for each of us individually to really listen to our inner voice. You know, some people call it intuition. Some people call it intuitiveness. Some people call it divine intervention. Some people call it universal signs, symbols. Uh, some people call it the vortex, whatever you want to make reference or preface it as being, you know, a lot of people will say after the fact, and once they get to the point where they can connect the dots and go, okay, you know, I, I remember, I remember that inclination or that voice or that gut feeling speaking to me on numerous occasions. And it started out as a whisper, but then it got so loud that I couldn't ignore it anymore. And that's when I decided to surrender. And at the same time that I chose to surrender, it allowed me the space in which to embrace, embrace the good stuff while simultaneously relinquishing the non-serving, non-intuitive stuff. And so I think that's really an important point, again, to impress upon the listening audience, because the people who tune into the show, Ken, they're looking for nuggets and wisdom. And it's not so much like the typical tool in the toolbox. It, it's all within us, right? It's a self journey. Right. It's a self journey. So, you know, what would you say about that further? Yeah. Further? Yeah, to let, let's talk about let's talk about intuition. Yes, please. You know, I, I have a lot. and I bet you've heard this. Uh, I've been a business strategist and a life coach for over 24 years. Mm -hmm. So I've worked with thousands of individuals and I can't tell you how many people have come to me and said, gosh, I wish I would have paid attention to that voice. Mm -hmm. I just wish I would have listened. I knew what was going on, but I didn't pay attention. Well, a lot of us may have had those experiences. I've had those experiences. And what I found along the way is that intuition, another word for intuition is our gut feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's another word is common sense. So I've asked myself, why is common sense so uncommon? Well, yeah. it's uncommon because we haven't developed our intuition. Yes. Intuition is, is uh, there's potential for us to tune into this intuition, which, by the way, is 98% uh, 
accurate. Now I always give it 98% because I think there's a 2% that, uh, I don't know, there's like this, this uh, randomness about it. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I'm probably off on it. It's probably 100% accurate. So mm-hmm. when we tune into that, that wisdom, we have the answers. We have a knowing. We know exactly what the path to take or what to do. But the question arises, how do we develop intuition? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this, when I was first learning it, because I set my intention, I'm going to learn intuition. I'm going to make better choices in all areas of my life. And uh, it was about 1998, 99 when I was, uh, uh, well, 98, I was dating my wife, Judy, to be. And uh, she would uh, get in the car with me and she would say, can turn left. And I would say, well, Judy, no, we need to go right. This is the short path. <laughs> and she said, no. I, I said, why do you say this? She says, I just have a feeling. And I'd go like, no, 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 I'm going this way. And sure enough, we'd get stuck in traffic. There'd be roadblocks. Now, this went on for quite some time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and finally, it dawned on me, she's very intuitive. She, she's got something I, I've been wanting, I've been longing for. Mm-hmm. So I stopped and started to listen more. You know, that my, my initial voice, I, I think I was trained in a place where uh, I was almost a rebel. You said yes, and I said no. You said stop, and I said go. <laughs> and so I was like, well, listen, okay, if I'm going to listen, tune into this intuition, I, it's probably the opposite of what I'm thinking. Thank so God. I need to stop the thinking for a moment so that I could hear this little voice. And over a period of time, I developed it. And I wanna say, I believe that the development didn't come from necessarily what I was doing, it came from what I was being. And it came from a place of uh, meditation. So I meditate, I, I, I meditate a couple hours a day, every day, morning and evening. And I do that because every answer to every problem I've ever had has come through the place of not thinking it through so much as being it through and allowing it to just bubble up and come through when the mind has been slowed down and is inactive. Um, I'll just say this, the mind is a great tool and I use it all the time to think through things and plan things, but it's terrible at figuring out intuitive understanding. Yes. So we need to get out of our mind. In fact, I believe the next step in human consciousness is letting go of the mind and become in tuning into the observer of the mind. Yes. Who we are. Absolutely. Well put. I'm so glad that you ended off with that because that's so true. And in fact, you know, the consensus of everybody who I've spoken to, myself included, I can attest to this, you know, the consensus being is it's when people have neglected or they have silenced their intuition where they have found themselves either repeating a cycle, a pattern, a habit that is counterintuitive. And when they start to take uh, heed of the, you know, looking, being the observer and looking at the pattern and going, okay, it's when I fail to honor what my intuition is trying to prod me to do, that's when things go awry. But when I actually acknowledge it, when I listen to it, when I act upon it, 
that's when things go right. And people have done this and experimented upon this with themselves enough times to know that there's no coincidence to that. You know, there's no coincidence to it. And I think where I got stuck early on with intuition is I had this belief that it would always take me down an easy path. And that is absolutely false. Sometimes True. intuition says, go the hard way. Mm -hmm. Let go of this poor relationship that I'm in. Let go of this business that's not working or this job. Move into, go write a book. <laughs> go do things that you've never done before. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I, when I went, oh, 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 okay, so it's not always the easy way. It can be difficult, but it's always the right way. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly subscribe to that. And, you know, not my, my um, saying, of course, but no mud, no lotus. So, you know, anything, anything that speaks to growth, you really do have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because if everything were easy, if everything were a resounding yes or a bullseye, and I think when you fall into that category and that's what you're seeking, what you're actually doing is you're playing small and it's all about mediocrity and complacency. People don't want to shift and that's where the trepidation kicks in. That's where people go, that's going to require work. If I follow my intuition, that's going to require work and it's going to require me to really evaluate and assess some things I'm going to have to perhaps let go of. Call it relationships, call it decision, call it job, call it lifestyle, call it whatever. And um, people are very resistant to change. Yeah. Well, here's, here's a couple little tips, right? Um, one of the ways that we can know if things are working or not is by the results we're getting. Right? Bingo. Bingo. Right? So it's just like, and which is, you know, why coaches are there. Every single coach I know starts out with an evaluation of the individual. If they're a life coach, they're evaluating on a scale of one to 10. Where, where are you in your happiness? Where are you in your relationship on a scale of one to 10? Where are you in your career, your spiritual life, your finances, you know, your, your happiness? Where are you? It starts with the results you're getting currently. Mm -hmm. And then here's the kicker that most people get after a while. Their greatest thinking has got them right where they are. And their greatest thinking will not get them out of where they are. Because <laughs> they've already tried to think out, think this thing through. Right. So if you can't, if you can't outthink your thinking, you're in trouble. Yeah. Unless you, unless, unless you got some tools. <laughs> That is so well put. And again, that just underscores what you said about being the observer to your thinking. Exactly. Bingo. So that goes into awareness, right? We mm -hmm. have to start to be aware and step out of our thinking. Thinking is a tool. You know, thoughts are, I, my thoughts are not my own quote thoughts. They're universal. Mm -hmm. You know, most people think I have a thought. That's my thought, my life. No, no. Thoughts are universal. And I, I could prove this time and time again. I'll take it in an extreme case. If you take somebody that is addicted to anything, I don't care what it is, drugs or alcohol or sex or relationship, you take that person and you ask them about what they're thinking on a predominant basis about what the, how, what does addiction say to them? 
and you take that uh, those those thoughts, okay, that they've given you, and you go over to China, go to Japan, go to Korea, go anywhere, and you find somebody with the same addiction, you will find the predominantly the same exact thoughts. So they're tuning into something, right? This universal uh, thought data bank that we all share. And it, it, uh, it, it, now the opposite works too. If you are successful, if you want to be victorious in life, mm-hmm. if you want to, uh, you want to raise your frequency, your energy, your power, then you start to model and tune in to individuals that already have that established in their own life, which is, of course, you and I know how important is environment that we create in our lives to our success. It's incredibly important. That's why we have these podcasts. That's why you're doing this, Lisa, because you're help raising people up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but so we have to surround ourselves not only with physical environments that are supportive and nurturing to our soul and our spirit, but also the people, right? I mean, if you're not surrounding yourself with people who are wise, people that are on a personal development and growth path, individuals that are seeking truth and understanding and wisdom, people that are there to support you and nurture you and love you and call you on your crap. Yeah. If you're not there, <laughs> if you don't have those people, go find them. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love what you just said. Um, Again, another one of my favorite subject matters, because I believe energy is a precursor to everything that shows up in your life, subconsciously, consciously. And so when we're talking about frequency, when we're talking about uh, aspiring to always operate at your highest vibrational level, that's going to require inventory. That's going to require, okay, you know, what are my goals? What are my aspirations? Energetically, when do I feel like the weight of the world versus uh, conversely, when do I feel like I'm top of my game? So it, it does go back to, it's a choice as to do you embark upon staying in the abyss of scarcity or do you step into the trajectory of abundance? Because it fundamentally is a choice. You know, it's a choice and we talk about it a lot. I, I think there's um, when it comes to frequency and starting to understand how to raise our energy, mm-hmm. I think we we uh, a lot of times a lot of people that I've talked to over the years, they're they're trying to reprogram their subconscious thinking. And yes. this, that's not a bad thing. OK, I mean, affirmations and affirming who you are and, and really being conscious and aware of the the words that you're using and what the thoughts you're allowing to come into consciousness. Hey, that's all great. You know, but there is another piece to that. Mm-hmm. You know, everything comes out of this thing we call soul or spirit or whatever you want to call it, but everything comes out of this, right? We live in it. It's there out of that comes individual souls. So spirit is over the soul. The soul though is over the mind and that's the super conscious, the conscious and the subconscious mind. Souls over mind, minds over emotion, emotion over action, action over results, results over destiny. So a lot of people were starting at the level of mind, and that's fine. But what if we went higher? What if we went into the higher realms of mind, into the superconscious? Yes. You know, Einstein said, right, all I want to know are the thoughts of God. The rest are details. Well, the rest are the details. If you look all around, you have the details of manifested in your, in your life, right? Every single thought you've ever had, you could look around the room you're in or the car you're driving or wherever you are. Those are the thoughts that you predominantly thought. 
So if you want to change, we have to change at a higher level. Again, you can't outthink what you thought. <laughs> so Absolutely. how do you get to that next level? And like you said, it is increasing that energy. It's increasing that vibration, that frequency within us. The question comes how to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, can I just say that when I know, because we're speaking the same language, and so as, as I was listening to you unpack that, Ken, can I just say, you know, taking it one level higher in terms of vibe attracting tribe, when I'm speaking 5D language with somebody, I feel like I've come home because it, it, it's very isolating, right? Like not everybody is tapped into what we're talking about. I mean, certainly the listeners and the podcast subscribers are, that's my demographic. This is the kind of content that they flock to. But I'm just saying in day-to-day reality, it can be a very, uh, people like you and I can often be misunderstood because we we are living energetically in a different vibration, a different frequency, and people don't get it. You start talking about things like that, and people look at you like you got your you know ten heads. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting, but you you know you touched on that. You're absolutely right. Um, but I want to say, you and I live in in a bubble, okay? Yeah. And it's it it's a bubble we've worked hard to attain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of folks that do live in, the, you know, we all live in the world, but th- there's a difference between living in the world and being worldly. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between uh, living from a place of conscious and awareness or living from just your senses and your ego. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, there's there's a place that I know I've worked hard to come here. It wasn't an easy task to be able to wake up in the morning and feel joy in my life or Mm -hmm. wake up in the morning feeling like crap and be able to switch it instantly within two, three minutes. Yes. Um, It, it, there's, there's, we have to understand that. So you're right. Um, We are, we do speak kind of funny language sometimes, but here's the thing. Um, We're all evolving. We are Mm -hmm. all, everybody in this planet, I don't, you know, if you're a brand new soul, you're you're an old soul, it doesn't really matter. We're all here together. We're all doing it together. And from my point of view, there's universal principles that work in business. There's universal principles that work in our environment. And there's universal principles that work in uh, in, in, in our spiritual lives, right? To to attain higher levels of, of consciousness. And which is one of the reasons uh, I wrote this book. It's called The Courage to Change Everything. It's a new book I have out. And I asked myself about courage. You know, what does it take? We talked about that. But I also thought, what if we had a book that every day, just dripping astute wisdom on my mind every day with some specific daily actions. And it only took about 10 minutes a day to do that. How cool would that be? You know, I've read I've read some books like that, some uh, daily guides and daily uh, daily messaging books, and I thought, what if I were to combine all the all the wisdom that I've found from the East, from the from the uh, the Buddhas, or the um, uh, from uh, uh, Tibet and India and China, and you know some of the master teachers from that that culture, and mm-hmm. combine them with the cutting edge strategies from the West. What if I could put that in a combination? Well, we're getting wisdom and we're taking com- uh, actions every day, practical actions, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. How cool would that be? Well, very I, cool. I did it. I did it. <laughs> it took me six years to write that book. 
Congratulations. And uh, it's called The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Essential Wisdom to Awaken Your Inner Genius, which is really what we're talking about today. Yes, absolutely. And where can people find that book, Ken? Uh, right now, they can find it on Amazon in the Kindle form, or if they like the hardback, which is uh, uh, what I recommend, they can go to my website, courage2change.us, courage2change.us. And there's uh, there's some bonus things and some fun things there on my website, too, for individuals that uh, want to go there. So it's an amazing book. It's powerful. It's life changing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I here's what I've learned. You know, no matter what level of achievement, if you submerge your mind daily in that astute wisdom and courageous strategies and time tested wealth principles, You're going to redefine what's possible for you. In fact, you're going to attain your natural state of greatness, which is what we all have if we absolutely work. Absolutely. Uh, Well, in order for you to have birthed that specific type of book means clearly you would you embody all of that. Right. So what what are some of the, you know, for the listeners, because I'm, I'm tuned into what I think people would want me to ask here. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, what are some of your daily regimen to keep you you recalibrated on the straight and narrow for you to make sure that you're in true, authentic alignment with yourself so that you don't deviate, you don't go down the rabbit hole, you don't pivot in the wrong direction. So what are some of the things that you would impart as nuggets uh, or wisdom within the book for the general reader that you yourself do as a daily practice? Okay, so the daily practice that I have, and I, and I uh, worked on this for many years, and it works for me, and I'm not suggesting it'll work for you. But what I do is when I wake up in the morning, when I open my eyes, I've trained myself to go to immediately to gratitude. So I start yes. thinking about what I'm grateful for immediately. Then I pop out of bed, and I'll usually uh, go and do some energizing exercises. After Mm -hmm. that, I sit down for meditation and uh, I'll meditate uh, for, like I said, up to an hour and a half or so in the morning. And uh, then after that, I journal. So I take out my book, The Courage to Change Everything. I take out my journal. I go to day one or the day I'm on and and I read the message for the day. And then I take out a journal and I write about what that message meant to me and also what my day is going to be like. That's how I start my day. Lovely. Now, now when I, and then I usually get into my office. So uh, during the day, if something, uh, I have an attitude that I look at. First of all, I already have a mindset that says it's coming. I don't know what it is. And there's a reason for this. But I know some challenge is going to show up today. Maybe my wife's going to need something out of the blue. Uh, maybe the car's going to break down. Maybe the internet's going to stop. I, I don't know. I, all I know is it's coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the reason I do that is not to set myself up for something that's coming, but to be aware and not to be surprised. Yeah. I think when we plan, we, when we, if we plan our lives out, the more we plan, the easier it seems to get. Now that doesn't mean we have to control everything. But we do plan on succeeding every day. So I, I, I go through my day and then, you know, let's, something comes and I get upset. When, when I get upset, I have a practice that I do every day. And 
I, I realized that upsets a lot of times come from other people, places, or things. It seems that's where it seemed to come from. Mm -hmm. But they're just pushing buttons inside of me. So I'm always asking, okay, um, what would a person have to believe to have that reaction? And, I, and so I'm, I'm asking, I'm interested. Now imagine doing this over a period of years. So very, very, very few things upset me. Mm -hmm. because I've transcended those limiting beliefs. And another thing I do is if, if there's something going on, I stop. I always tell my clients, slow down to succeed. Mm -hmm. Stop for a moment. Tune back in. Become aware. Um, you know, it's interesting. We, uh, I've asked people this, and I'll, I'll ask the listeners this. What does success feel like in your body? What does success feel like in your body? Um, so if you're a person that's predominantly in your head all the time, you go, well, it doesn't feel like anything. But some of you in, in, that are very kinesthetic will go, oh, I, I can feel it. I feel, I feel a sense of uh, peace or joy or a sense of expansion in my body. Um, you know, so I think there's a part of us that need to stop and slow down and feel what's going on. And sometimes if, it's, if it, we've gotten too busy or some things are coming at us too quick, you know, uh, another uh, tool that I use is it came from, um, uh, oh, what's that guy's name? Gary Douglas and asked, and uh, uh, anyway, Gary Douglas. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he asked the question, does this, um, is this, uh, ah, where is it? Is it light or is it heavy? Is it light or is it heavy? Is it a heavy thought or a light thought? If it's heavy, I'm probably going to want to release that really quick mm -hmm. and move on. Okay. So. You know, for me, a lot of this has to do with awareness, not getting attached to what's going on in the world, whether it's in my business or whether it's my personal life, um, just looking at it. And I guess what we're really talking about is bringing a sense of love and compassion into everything we do. Thank That's God. what I tried to do. Yeah. Well, I would say you're highly successful at doing that. I mean, I, I, I can't say enough. You are such a breath of fresh air. Like you really are. You're so <laughs> succinct. You're so succinct in your messaging. And really what you're doing is you're taking the complexities of what trips people up and you're really breaking it down and simplifying it in a way that anybody who's tuned in, regardless of their level of self-awareness or their evolution of self can really understand what you're saying. So for the fact that you are messaging and dialoguing that way, I say thank you. Lisa, can I give one last tip around that? Please do. Um, there's uh, at the end of the day, um, I was taught this uh, by my spiritual teacher, Paramahansa Yogananda. And at the end of the day, every day I introspect. So I sit down and I ask myself what worked, what didn't work, and what can I do to improve tomorrow? What worked, what didn't work, and what can I do to improve tomorrow, every day? So mm -hmm. that's weaved out through, throughout the whole book that I wrote, The Courage to Change Everything. And then there's one last thing I do at night. So I'll answer those questions, and then I'll meditate. And then before I go to sleep, I set my intention to have an amazing sleep, to wake up feeling great. Why is that important? Because intention is powerful. The mind is so powerful. If we use it as a tool, mm -hmm. we can set intention to do just about anything. You know, you want to astral travel at night. You want to 
You want to have a great dream. You want to wake up at a certain time. I'm very good at this. My friends uh, used to kid me. How They didn't even believe me. I would say, I'm going to wake up at five minutes to six. And I practiced for years. I threw away an alarm clock. I didn't do And I would wake up at that exact time. My friends thought, no, there's no way you do that. Consistently <laughs> do it. I do it to this day. I just set my intention <laughs> and I wake up. So why, why is that? Who wakes us up? Is it the alarm clock that wakes us up? No, it's our, it's our, it's our, it's our soul. It's yeah. our consciousness, right? We're wake up. You know, we, we play so small so many times. So yes. if, if you're listening to this and I'm challenging you, try it, you know, and then when you become a master at it, here's how you'll know. You're going to the airport. You've got to wake up at uh, four in the morning to catch the flight and you don't turn on your alarm. You trust. <laughs> mm. Beautiful. It, you'll know whether you mastered that or not. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And going back to something that you said that really uh, perked me up there was there was a meme that I oftentimes through Facebook memories I upload and it's it's usually around New Year's. And so it says something to the effect of, you know, when people are, are busy partying, I'm busy astral traveling. Ah, yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. You know, we're, uh, it isn't, it's kind of funny, but here's most people, I'll use this analogy because it's where I was when I started this path. I live my life somewhere uh, around uh, maybe a five mile radius at one point. And I honestly live in this little house, um, not literally, well, yeah, that the time it was a little house, a little house with a little mind with a lot of rules, with a lot of programming from my parents and teachers and institutions of the way it is and mm -hmm. how I should look and how I should feel and how I should do my life and feeling guilt and shame and remorse if I didn't do it a certain way. And I, I was just kind of like this little closed up person in this mm -hmm. little house. And eventually I was able to start taking steps out of that and I did that, and I think we all do this, by letting go of our resistance. So if, yes. you, if you have resistance to learning something new, or you have resistance and you think you're right constantly, but you look at the results and you go, well, maybe I want to change something up. We have to let go of our resistance and start taking steps outside of that little mind that we've created inside of ourselves you know we've painted the prisons on our mind and those you know and pretty soon the walls show up and we're now we're in a prison right prison yes relationships prison in a job prison in the old car you're driving you're you become the prisoner of this thing well the way that we change that around is we as we just talked earlier we we say we stop we slow down we get clear with what we want to do. Then we find books like uh, The Courage to Change Everything. Another favorite of mine is uh, The Autobiography of Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda or Think and Grow Rich by mm -hmm. uh, Napoleon, Napoleon Hill. Hill. Yeah. These are classic books that take us on a journey, an inner journey. You know, Joseph Campbell comes to mind, right? The hero's mm -hmm. journey. We're all on that hero's journey. I'm on it today. You're on mm -hmm. it today, Lisa. We're having this hero's journey conversation. Yes, we of, are. Of where, where we can maybe raise our energy even to the next level. 
Beautiful. Well, let me ask you this, Ken, given how profound your book is, are, are, are you are you thinking that there's going to be a sequel to that book or are you thinking the next book is going to be something in the same sphere of how you think and how you emit your energy, but a different preface? Have you given thought to that? The next book hasn't come to me yet. This is my seventh book and mm-hmm. I've had several thoughts around it, but it hasn't, uh, it hasn't shown up yet. So I'm not, I'm not sure where that will be. Right now, um, this book is so amazing. It's got so much in it. And it's a, you know, the book is, uh, again, it's not a book you read cover to cover. Although some people have called me and told me, and I've got reviews on that. We read it cover to cover. It's amazing. I'm not, I'm not sure how you do that. But um, I believe books like this, it's more important for us to dive in and maybe stay on a word or two. You know, if you read the word, word like uh, awareness, well, mm-hmm. what does that really mean to you? How is that applied in your life? How can we t- increase awareness? Or you take a word like frequency. For me, I, I, I look words up in the dictionary and I find different meanings. Yes. Uh, a, a great example of this was people would say, Ken, you're weird. You're really a weird person. <laughs> what the hell? What, what are you calling me weird? Right? And so I looked it up in the dictionary and it says uh, one of the definitions was of or relating to the supernatural. Yeah. And I thought, that's cool. You can call me weird if that's what I am. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> so. Love it. And so where can people tune into your show and, and how do people become prospective guests and what type of guests are you interviewing? Like what would be the common denominator and, you know, what, what platforms are you on so people can subscribe to you and download you and, you know, share you out? Okay. So the, the show is called Voices of Courage. It is on uh, 200 plus stations in 160 countries on seven networks. And you can get it. You can just say Cortana, Alexa, or Siri, play Voices of Courage podcast. It'll come right up. You can go to our website for all the replays at voicesofcourage.us, voicesofcourage.us. The people that I bring on that show are individuals that have courageous stories and wisdom in the areas of business and health and wellness and in overcoming uh, great challenges in their life, individuals that are uh, sometimes they're people that have alternative health uh, uh, ideas or, or ways of products and services. So it's, it's, a, uh, it's a col- an eclectic group of people that have, like me and you, Lisa, battled life, gone through the battle of life, and come up with some strategies, some wisdom, some understanding to be able to teach others how to maybe quicken their process and become all they were meant to be. Fantastic. And I know that every single guest that you would invite onto your platforms in which to interview, Ken, everybody brings something spectacularly unique and profound to the listening audience, your listening audience. But is there one guest out of all the people you've interviewed that really speaks to your soul, that really connected with you at a different level that would supersede anybody else? Wow. Now, there's been so many of those. <laughs> I bet. We, we've had so many amazing guests like that. But uh, the ones that stand out 
I really enjoyed my uh, my interview. I had Sharon Lecter from uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad and Napoleon Hill Foundation and Lisa Nichols on a show together. Love her. And that that show had sparks going in it. Um, it, uh, it, we talked about what we're talking about today, consciousness, changing your life around, stepping into your brilliance, how, how to be victorious in your world, how to let go of disempowering beliefs and things that are just not working in your life, how to surround yourself with the right people. Um, so that was a great show. The other show that stands out for me was a fellow by the name of John Foley. And John was the, uh, uh, he was a blue angel. So he flew the, those Blue Angel jets. He not only flew them, he was actually the, uh, the flight instructor for the angels. He stepped into that. And he talked about uh, how those jets would fly at each other at 500 miles an hour, just a few feet from each other and turn off. And he talked about after the flights, feedback. They'd sit down and they'd talk about the feedback to make sure that they learn, like I, I was talking about personal feedback earlier today uh, about what worked, what didn't work, and what we can do to improve. Well, they do that uh, every single flight, right, to this mm -hmm. day. So we talked about things, things like that just impressed me. And then I've had people that um, had a fellow that, uh, trying to think of his name now, he, uh, he was with Louise Hay. Uh, at the founding of uh, Hay House Publishing mm -hmm. and was with her for several years. And he's just a, 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 a deep spiritual yogi who is uh, bringing awareness and consciousness into everything he does. Speaking of Louise Hay, can I tell you a quick story? Absolutely. So Louise Hay, for those of you that don't know. Um, uh, brilliant woman. Brilliant woman. And she passed recently. Yes couple years ago but she was uh, uh she didn't start her uh her empire till about six she was in her 60s i know that mm -hmm. and um so i got to interview her at her penthouse down here in san diego at uh, uh balboa park is uh the area she had her uh, the, this penthouse and we went in i went in with a friend of mine and we walked into this home and i'll never forget the walls were painted this uh pale yellow and it was a very simple uh, Zen-like setting. And we sat out with Louise and I asked her about goal setting. And she looked at me like, she looked right through me like, goal setting, what, what does that even mean? <laughs> and, I, and I thought to myself, well, this is, you know, I've asked a lot of people this question by then. And uh, a lot of people tell me how they set goals and what they set goals about and blah, 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 right? And she says, um, I don't set goals. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, well, what do you do? She said, well, I, I just set intention. Yes. And I uh, open up awareness and I surrender and I see what shows up and I bring in the people, places and things or God brings them into my life. Um, uh, you know, I connect to the divine. I am the divine. <laughs> she didn't say that, but she is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and this is how she created a, at the time, a hundred million dollar organization, right? Yes. So, you know, it's, uh, when we, when we can get out of our own resistance and get out of our own way, which is what I've had to do time and time and time again, mm -hmm. we get to see the unseeable. We get to know the unknowable, and then we get to do the impossible. I love that. I so love that. 
And clearly you embody that. And uh, your message here with the listening audience, the loyal listeners and the podcast subscribers, this has been a phenomenal. This is by far one of my favorite interviews. So I want to thank you. And I've been doing this for five years. So I just want to say thank you, Ken. But I'd also like to give you an opportunity, given that you wear different entrepreneurial hats, for people who would be interested and taking the conversation further with you one-on-one, maybe for an initial consult for coaching, how, what's, what's the best way for people to connect with you and to interface with you? Uh, thank you for that. So the best way to interface with me is they can go to my website, kendfoster.com. Mm-hmm. Ken, K-E-N-D is in Donald, foster.com. Uh, right on the homepage there, if you'd like to have a consultation with me, uh, you can fill out that form. It'll come right to me, and we'll set up a time to chat. Uh, I don't I don't charge fees for initial consultations. I've found over the years that those that are meant to work with me and I'm meant to work with them, we're going to talk about it. We're going to make sure we have the right match for each other. We're going to make sure that I can add value to you and help you really shift the mindset that you've been going down. And I work with uh, companies. Uh, I don't know. I've got... Uh, a $100 million company I'm working with right now, a $60 million company right now. And I also work with individuals that want to uh, develop their podcast. Uh, I work as an executive producer. From That's my passion right now. So I love mm-hmm. you've got a podcast out there. You want to take it to the next level. I'm like, sure, I, you know, I'll help you do that. Absolutely. So if that if that interests you, then then come in and uh, uh, do, fill out that form on KenDFoster.com. They can also find me, of course, at um, uh, CourageToChange.us. That's where the book is, uh, CourageToChange.us. So I hope you'll check out that. And uh, there's a free gift, by the way, for anybody that would like. We talked a little bit about meditation today, Lisa. And Mm -hmm. if anybody would like a – I have a sample pack. It's called uh, The Science of Meditation. Uh, It's a pack uh, of – uh, of information that tells you a little bit about uh, uh, meditation. It gives you uh, studies from MIT and, and Stanford, I think it is, Harvard. And then it gives you s- uh, specific ways of posture to be able to sit and start meditation. And also there's three teachers up there that you can subscribe to their courses to uh, learn how to meditate. So it's nothing that I uh, get paid on. It's just something I do for free for anybody that would like it. And there's also another book up there for those of you that would like. If you are really at a place you'd like to let go of some of your crazy thinking, uh, there's a free uh, PDF uh, of a book up there. It's called Release, Renew, Evolve. And uh, it's a way for you to get in touch with some of those beliefs that are disempowering you and inventory them and make conscious choice. They'll release them permanently. And there's a process uh, in that book. So anyway, that's my free gift to you. You can get it at KenDFoster.com forward slash resources with an S. KenDFoster.com forward slash resources. Beautiful. Well, very generous of you. Very kind of you. So thank you for offering that to the listening audience. I really appreciate that on their behalf. Um, so, you know, given that we're heard in 145 countries, you know, for people who would like to see you take the stage or they would like to invite you either in the form of collaboration or partnership, like what is your schedule looking like where people can actually come see you speak uh, and see you kind of shine in a different way than the voice here over radio? 
Well, thank you for that. I uh, there's actually I've got two conferences that are coming up right now. And uh, again, if you go on my website, kendifoster.com, uh, look under events, uh, you can see my schedule right there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, we covered a lot of ground. I'm really happy with everything that this encompassed, uh, everything that this embodied. But for the listening audience, if there was one particular takeaway, perhaps an epiphany moment, a breakthrough, if there was anything out of all that you shared with us today, what would be the, the most important pivotal message you hope that they walk away with? The most important message is persistence. Mm. It's daily, daily actions. It's daily dripping on your mind, astute wisdom. It's daily small steps and small actions. And I believe this, it's daily doing something that you haven't done before to get rid of your resistance, to open your mind, to see things that you've never seen before daily, daily, daily. If I could give that to everybody, our life, our world would be a better place. Beautiful. Well, and you're clearly somebody who does embody what it means to live fearlessly, but I would be interested in your specific um, definition of that. What does living fearlessly mean for you, Ken? Mm -hmm. It means doing things that uh, are a little uh, uncomfortable. It means learning to live in the uncomfortable zone on mm -hmm. a continuous basis. And it means to, for me, um, it means to have a rich life in all areas of life, right? My relationships are great. My friendships are great. My health is great. I'm a triathlete and I'm, I'm an older guy. <laughs> My, uh, I, just, I just was in the, you know, at, uh, the World Triathlon event in 2017 in Penticton, British Columbia on Team USA and placed 10 in the world in my event. So, wow. you know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, let's look at the different areas of our lives. And, you know, for me, it's just getting out of my comfort zone and living in that place, like I just said. Wonderful. And just very quickly, you know, trying to establish equilibrium so that when we talk about the mind-body-spirit connection, usually people are very strong in one department, but, you know, there's a bit of a lag or there's a little bit of a block in another area. So when we talk about mind-body-spirit, and maybe this doesn't apply to you, maybe you're balanced all the way through, but is there an area that you find that you have to pay more special attention to to continually hone and harness? Um, I, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, uh, I'm a Libra. So I came in with balance. Wow. <laughs> balance is my issue. So I've been out of balance, uh, so many times in my life that I've learned to balance things in, in all areas. And so is there an area that uh, gives me the biggest challenge? I would say it's business constantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say the, the business, I have to stay on the top of that all the time. Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason. And, you know, but I will say this, I, that's where I make my greatest strides is in business. Now, I, I don't want to say that other areas aren't as important because I believe my spiritual life leads everything. Yes. Um, but, but that business thing is where I seem to grow and expand. And that's the one where it takes the most courage for me. That's the one where I, I'm constantly pushing myself to, be uncomfortable and move to the next level. Now I'm comfortable. Now I got to go push to the next level and be uncomfortable. So yeah, that would beautiful. be beautiful. 
Well, I thank you being, I, I appreciate you being, you know, open and, and forthcoming and candid about that because for anybody who hasn't had the opportunity to meet you and you can only cover so much ground in a finite period of time during one of these interviews, you know, people want to know, and I, I believe, you know, to the degree that you're more relatable is what creates that conduit of synergistic vibe. So, you know, as wonderful as you are and as prophetic as you are and as much as you've accomplished in your life for the benefit again of the listening audience, because they're always my number one priority. They're the ones who put myself and my guests on the map. I just wanted to, you know, break it down and say, you know what, Ken's a phenomenal individual, but he's human like the rest of us. So thanks for putting the face on that. Oh, absolutely. And listen, I, you know, for me, business, you know, 2008 hit and uh, I was uh, a millionaire, but uh, I uh, was not the kind of millionaire people want to be. I was about three and a half million dollars in debt, right? Mm-hmm. So I had, I had to, uh, within two years though, I had completely turned that around, didn't bankrupt, negotiated my way out of that, put smiles on a lot of people's face and changed that around. So when I say I haven't been through challenges, I've been through great challenges mm-hmm. and I continue to challenge myself to go to the next level. So I think it's, there's a difference between feeling like a victim in business and feeling yes. like a victor in business. And every single day, listen, crap happens to me, crap happens to all of us, but it doesn't matter. What I do is I get back on the horse and I take the next steps and I persist no matter what. And I'm the kind of guy that, you know, if there's a fighter in the ring and, uh, you know, we're punching each other out, right? I'm the one that's always going to push the, give the last punch, no matter how I feel. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Well, listen, my friend, we got to wrap up. Unfortunately, I could talk to you for hours and that's not to say that you can't come back here because for somebody who's as committed to rapid growth and momentum and honoring your true spirit, you're always going to have new updates and things to share with the global listening audience here on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Uh, So please know you have an open standing invitation whenever you deem it to be a a good fit. Um, But I want to thank you for showing up. I want to thank you for your yumminess, your transparency. I want to thank you for the ways in which as a servant leader, you continue to pay it forward and to be of service to the collective. And uh, to the listening audience, I want to thank you as well, once again, for taking time out of your hectic schedules, for tuning into myself and my guest of today, Ken Foster on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. I'm exceptionally clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. So until next Friday, when we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest, I'd like to wish you a safe, fearless, amazing weekend. Thanks, friends. Thank you, Ken. Take care and all my best. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and AHA That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.